0: superintendent, Bevins and Lady Bevins and to this great church tonight. We count it a pleasure to be here on tonight. Let's go to work. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 6. I'm not going to hold you long. Leviticus chapter 6. I just want to be an encouragement to this man of God who have been such an encouragement to me and so many. Leviticus chapter 6 verses 8 through 13. Leviticus chapter 6. Verses 8 through 13. Once you have found it, say amen. Amen. And the amen. Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night until the morning. And the fire, the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment, and his linen breeches shall he put upon his flesh, and take up the ashes which the fire hath consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar. And he shall put off his garments and put on other garments and carry forth the ashes without the camp unto a clean place. The fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order upon it. He shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offerings. (coughs) The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar. It shall never go out. May be seated in the presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Just for a few moments, I want to call your attention from this thought. Keep the fire burning. Keep the fire burning. By way of introduction this afternoon, offerings were used in the sacrificial system that was ordained by God and was placed in the very center and heart of the Jewish people. The sacrifices pointed to God, and they were fulfilled in God. There are many instructions for sacrifices throughout the first five books of the Bible known as the Pentateuch and called by the Israelites the law or the law of Moses and the book of the law and the book of Moses. However, Leviticus chapters 1 through 7 is completely dedicated to the five Levitical offerings. These were laws of sacrifice that dwelt With five major offerings. The meal or the grain offering was for dedication or consecration. The trespass offering was for repentance. The sin offering was for propitiation. The peace offering was for reconciliation. The burnt offering was for atonement. In our text we see in verse 9 the persons of the offering. The Lord spake to Moses, and he instructed Moses to command Aaron and his sons. They were prepared for the law of the burnt offerings. Why was the command given to Aaron and his sons? Because Aaron and his sons were priests. They were not prophets. They were priests. There's a difference between the two Prophets speak to the people on behalf of God where priests speak to God on behalf of the people. The priests were responsible for the correct preparation and presentation of all offerings. What does offerings represent? Offerings represent worship. Also, oftentimes when we get to the offering part of the worship service, we look at the offering part of the worship service as possibly just an add in to the worship service. But the fact of the matter is offering is worship. And once we understand that offering is worship we'll see the seriousness of offerings. Ah, so oftentimes, we look at the tithe as being giving God something. Offering, you give God but a tithe really what you do is you give God back what belongs to him in other words when we talk talking about tithing listen we're, we're, we're talking about giving God what already belongs to him and isn't that good news that we can worship God that first of all he's already given us something and then he looks and sees that we're giving it back to him Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 now, now there are three things that I needed as it relates to this sacrifice. Uh, now, 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 I need to let you know that uh, the number three is a divine number for perfection. Yeah, the number, number three. We, we, we heard of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The number three. We, we heard of Shadrach, Meshach. And Abednego. go thats three. We we've heard of the Godhead: got the Father, got the Son, and got the Holy Ghost. We we've heard of the three. We we've heard of three at Calvary: three crosses and three being crucified. We we've heard of three. We've heard of, on the third day he got up from the grave. So we're, we're, we're familiar with the number with the number three. And so and so when we look at this number three. As it relates to this sacrifice that have to be made, there are three things that we see in the text in order for a sacrifice to be made. The first thing we see is what is called the altar. There's no sacrifice without an altar. The altar, that structure for the offering or the burning of incense, you have to have an altar. And I don't mean no harm when I tell you all this, but the church ought not be the only place we find an altar. In your personal life, there ought to be an altar at home. So if you can't make it to this altar, there ought to be someplace satisfied in your place of residence. That you can lay down, prostrate before the Lord, and kneel before. There ought to be an altar somewhere in your house. I know why you're looking at me like that because some of y'all places in your house is off limits. Well, 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 Pastor. I can't put an altar in my basement because I got that bar down there in the basement, and I can't. Uh huh. Well, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't put that that altar in my bedroom. Because there's some things going on in there. But let me tell you something. If you're planning on getting closer to God, you better, you better itch out and carve out a place in your home that you can get a hold of the horns of the altar and be able to connect with God. Not only is there an altar, but you can't have a sacrifice without an animal. Common and Israelite worship brought a male animal, a bull or a goat or a lamb, it had to be sacrificed for worship. And then the third thing you needed for sacrifice was fire. You needed an altar. You needed an animal. But you definitely needed fire. Wood was needed to create fire for the offering. Now, fire would do one or two things. Fire can either comfort or fire can consume. Ah, Let me say it again. Fire is used for two reasons. It either comforts by giving heat or the fire will consume. And I want to know if there's anybody in here that needs God's consuming fire. Ah, we got to realize and understand, my brothers and sisters, that if we're going to get close to God, and if God is going to be pleased with us, there's some things in our lives that we need God to burn off. I wish I had somebody in here. So, 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 so the text, the text talks about here. talks about it, that 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 early in the morning, he. He starts out by burning. And watch this. He burns the offering. And the offering burns at the altar all night until morning. And the fire of the altar, the Bible says, shall be burning on it. Now watch this. The Bible talks about that when the man of God starts out Five, starting this fire. He doesn't start out with wearing whatever he wants to wear to go to the altar. He has altar clothes. In order to get in the presence, see, see part of the problem with the modern-day church, folk want to dress any kind of way in the presence of God. But I'm here to let you know that you see, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm I'm still young. I'm not that old, but some of y'all can testify to the fact that when you were raised, mama and daddy bought some clothes that were church clothes. And you couldn't wear them clothes outside and play with them. They were were church clothes. In fact, they bought you church shoes. You can go out playing football and basketball with your church shoes on. Those clothes were set aside for church and worship. And so the priest had what was called a a, a linen garment that he would put on. And this linen garment he would put on with linen breeches. And then he would use this, watch this, and when it was time that when the fat of the altar begins to burn, what it happened is the burning of the fat of the animals on the altar produces ashes. Ah, ah. Now now, some of y'all may not realize what the burning means when the animal sacrifices and it produces ashes. Ashes represents sin. Oh. Ashes represents sin. And so the man of God every day when he goes to sacrifice he's sacrificing not just for himself but he's sacrificing and 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 he's putting animals on the altar sacrificing for atonement for everybody ah uh, uh, that's why that's why the year of atonement it comes around once a time because there was a sacrifice for the year of atonement for your sins and so here is the priest, he's, he's there at the altar and he's dressed in his linen garment and he's giving the ashes, taking the ashes from the altar. And what he does, he takes the ashes from the altar and he separates the ashes from the fire. Why does he separate the ashes from the fire? Because the ashes represent sin and the more ashes is built up, what it do? It'll smother the fire. Could it be that part of the problem in our churches is our ashes are smothering our fire? Could it be it's too much sin that is smothering? Okay. Uh, 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 that's why, that's why you have the man of God. And the man of God goes to the altar and he prays. And what he does, he prays. That the ashes be removed from the fire. Uh, 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 now, uh, Pastor Bevins, I'm a pretty good barbecuer. I think I do pretty good. And one of the things that I used to do, is when I used to barbecue, and I saw the fire going out, I would put more charcoal in, put more lighter fluid in to restart the fire. But I found something out. The fire wasn't going out because it needed more charcoal. The fire was going out because the ashes built up. So what I learned how to do is that I learned how to get me a little poker and get me a little stick. And I started moving the ashes from away from the remaining fire. And once I removed the ashes from the fire, then the fire would continue then the fire will continue to burn. And I'm just here to let you know, maybe we need to start moving some ashes away from the fire. that the fire. Fire may burn. I'm here to let you know that we have to have perpetual fire. With the fire I have to keep burning. And I want you to know that the text talks about How the priest would take those ashes. and Before he would take those ashes, he would change his clothes. Because one clothes was dealing with removing sin from the fire. But then he had some other clothes he was putting on. And that clothes he wore was to take those ashes. Watch this. Outside of the, t- listen, y'all, y'all are hearing me. And so, and so, and so, and so,
1: here it is,
0: the priest. The Bible tells him that the fire should burn upon the altar. Every morning, put or burn some wood. Every morning, make sure, not, 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 not sometimes. Not every once in a while. But every day. The priests have to make sure that the fire continues. Not, not one day, but every day. The man of God have to make sure that the fire keeps burning. Senator, that's why you ought to be thankful. You got a man of God that prays for you. And he's making sure that your fire keeps on burning. He prays for you. He intercedes for you. Can I tell you something about intercession? We hear people talk about interceding. I don't believe people really understand what interceding really is. When you intercede for somebody, you're not just praying for them, but you're praying as them. Let me repeat that. Interceding is not you just praying for somebody. Interceding is you praying as them. See, when you pray for somebody, you may not be necessarily praying with the urgency that they need. But when you step in their shoes, and you pray as them, you'll pray with the urgency that that individual will pray with. Watch this. He says. He says. He says, the, uh, He He, te- he te- God tells. God tells Moses, and 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 he tells the sons. He said, "Listen. This is what I need you to do. I need you every morning. Lay the birth offering, and I want you to do this. I want you to make sure that the fire." Is ever burning. And that the fire. Never goes out. Now. Now perpetual fire. uh, Means. That you can't put it out. Can't put no water on it. Can't stomp it out. Can't fan it out. Can't blow it out. The fire. Got to keep burning. I told you that fire represents worship. Who have you allowed to pour water on your worship? Who have you allowed to smother your worship? Who have you allowed to douse out your worship? Who have you allowed to blow on your worship? Is there anybody here that knows that I won't let nobody stop me from worshiping God? Look at me all you want to look at me. Tell me to sit down or you want to tell me to sit down. Tell me it don't take all that. That's all right. And the reason you can tell me it don't take all that because you haven't been in my shoes. But if you've been where I've been and have seen where God has brought me from, you'll be shouting along with me too. Is there anybody here that knows that I can't let nobody stop my worship? Perpetual fire represent perpetual worship. Perpetual fire symbolizes the continual need for atonement and the reconciliation with God. Once the ashes have been cleared, then more wood can be added to the fire. Ha! Ah, more wood needs to be added to the fire. I said more wood needs to be added to the fire. More wood is more prayer. More wood is more praise. More wood is more word. If you're planting on the fire, keep burning. You have to add more wood to the fire. Is there anybody here that knows that wood brings about smoke? And when wood brings about smoke, smoke brings about an aroma and a fragrance that goes upward. And so when we begin to praise God and our worship is for real the fragrance of our worship leaves our spiritual body and it goes to God where God is pleased with our worship and the reason our worship needs to be for real because the Bible says that the Lord seeketh after those who will worship Him in spirit and in truth is there anybody here tonight that knows that God is pleased with your worship that God wants a real worship, that God wants a real praise. Is there anybody in here that wants your fire to keep burning? Is there anybody here that wants the Lord to keep burning on the inside of you? Is there anybody in here that know the Lord walks with you and he talks with you? Is there anybody in here That can testify to the fact that the Lord holds your hand, that the Lord guides your feet. And when you think about how far you've come, the reason you owe God a worship and the reason you owe God a praise, because you realize and understand that you didn't bring yourself, but through many dangers, toils, and snares, you've already come. Is there anybody here tonight? That know you come thus far by faith. Is there anybody here tonight that know it was the grace of God that had brought you thus far? Why don't you lift up your hands right where you are and begin to worship God? Is there anybody here tonight that can think about how good he's been? Is there anybody here tonight? You know he healed your body. Is there anybody here tonight you know he paid your bills is there anybody here tonight that know he kept your mind is there anybody here tonight that know that the Lord does all things well look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor say neighbor I thank God for blessing me and the more he blesses me the more I praise him the more he blesses me the more I worship him the more he blesses me the more I give him praise look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor say neighbor he's been good to me if they go to two or three people and tell somebody just one thing that the Lord has done for you ain't he alright ain't he alright Hasn't he been good? Hasn't he been kind? Hasn't he been gracious? Say yes! Say yes! Say yes! Say yes! He's been good! Yeah! Good! Yeah! Good! Yeah. good he's been kind is there anybody here that can thank God and just in case you don't think he's done anything for you if you're saved sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost you ought to thank God that Jesus died y'all know I'm Baptist if Jesus died on a hill called Calvary one Friday He died. They nailed his hands. They nailed his feet. They pierced him in the side. Put a crown of thorns on his head. Locked his head in his shoulder. Gave up the ghost. Buried him in a borrowed tomb. Stayed there Friday. Stayed there Saturday. But is there anybody here that can give God praise that are like I said early. I said early Sunday morning. He got up with all power. Power to heal. Power to save. Power to raise up a bow down head. Do you got a reason to thank God because you saved? Say, Lord, I thank you for saving me. Lord. I thank you for keeping me, Lord. I thank you. The old Sanctified Church. Faith Temple Church of God in Christ. In East Chicago. Used to do it like this. I'm satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied with Jesus. I'm satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Jesus. Satisfied with Jesus. Jesus. I'm satisfied with Jesus. can't make without him.